Every thought that has ever every thought that has ever been thought. Every thought that has ever been every thought that has ever been thought. Hi, I'm Matt Merrill Lowry, writer and editor of Thoughtscape Comics, and you're listening to the Thoughtscape Creators Interview Series, part of the Thoughtscape Comics Kickstarter taking place in January of 2023. If you are listening to this in January of 2023, please visit thoughtscape2023.com and consider backing the campaign. We have three issues worth of our acclaimed sci-fi anthology comic and much, much more available as rewards, including one-of-a-kind commissions, promotional posters, and other comics and books from Thoughtscape Comics contributors. Again, that's Thoughtscape2023.com, and be sure to scroll the entire page so you can see what all is available. We need your help to get this series up and running in a regular fashion, and we really appreciate you taking the time to check out the campaign and listen to these talks. And now, please enjoy this chat I had with Dave Law, the artist of Thoughtscape 2319, the Thoughtscape story that helped me sort of crystallize the entire concept for the comic. And be sure to follow all my Thoughtscape collaborators on social media. You can find links at thoughtscapecomics.com. This is Matt, and I'm talking to Dave Law, the artist on Thoughtscape 2319, which you can find in the pages of every issue of Thoughtscape Comics that uh, has existed or probably will exist. So uh, Dave, thanks for joining me. Appreciate it. Ah, my pleasure. Yeah. Nice to be here. Yes. Uh, so first I was wondering what got you into comics as a reader and a fan. Oh, you know, um, I think it came on uh, kind of slowly. Like there wasn't like this one moment where I, I was, I like kind of fell in love with it. But I do remember um, early on getting uh, my cousins. We they lived in they live in New York City, and like we would go visit them, and you know, we I would just follow them around because I was like a pretty young kid at the time and they they were into all this kind of cool stuff I remember they were like the nerd culture was was strong with them and they <laughs> they they get, sent me home with like a stack of uh, X-Men comics like just just I think it was like like late 200s or something of the uncanny X-Men uh Oh, somewhere in there it was pretty new i mean jim lee was drawing it i remember that and um and they were just totally like uh all all crinkled up and 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 messed up there was nothing like uh they didn't they didn't take care of me i mean so i i, I took them i remember reading them for that whole trip and just really getting into it and uh, and just loving the artwork i don't think i remembered the story they were they weren't really in order like they had some stuff that was in order but it was it was kind of not not complete, but it didn't matter. I kind of picked up the story anyways. And uh, yeah, the art just like, I thought it was awesome. And I just started like copying um, the pictures out of it. Like I tried to mimic like all the, the drawings he did and the superhero costumes. And then, then of course, like started to try to come up with my own superheroes. Uh, I think most kids that, <laughs> that were doing that at that time. And so I just got swept up in that. And, and, you know, like that was like a great time to get into like, I think Jim Lee, cause like that was just right when he was like, he explodes and he just started doing all sorts of really cool stuff. And uh, it was just like cartoons and uh, illustration that like, I'd never seen before. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, that's, I feel like the X-Men is like a good, I don't know. That was sort of, I, you know, GI Joe came first for me, but not by much. And then like finding X-Men, like, it's not like if you read it in order when you're like 11, you can kind of understand what's going on anyway. So it's, so, <laughs> so getting it out of order seems totally fine. And, um, I don't know. It's like, I feel, I've always felt like how dense that world was, uh, even though it was like, 
I don't know, it was like the right degree of impenetrable. So you, it was like enough to be mysterious and you wanted to learn more, but, uh, and you could follow along like just enough to, you know, under, to get your bearings over the course of like a few issues. It wasn't like you, cause we, you know, didn't have the option to go back and like fill in the gaps or whatever back in those days. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember finding out certain characters and their powers and like, I'd known the characters forever, but I like, I just never had an issue where they were like, showed their powers or, and you're like, Oh, that's what they do. (laughs) Totally. I remember just going like, what's going on between storm and Wolverine? Like, are they together? Are they not together? And you don't really know for like, yeah, months at a time. And like, what's going on? Like whatever first issue I picked up, there was some kind of like romance, you know, I don't know, some kind of weird tension. And like, I don't, yeah, I don't even remember how long it took before I sort of understood what their relationship was and all that stuff. So yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was really just like a great soap opera for, 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 I don't know, with the, like just this fantastic element to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So you said you started, um, copying the, the art in there and stuff, trying to, Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd already been, you know, like I, I, I've always been lucky, like um, art in, in my family has always been something that was encouraged. And so I, I've been already drawing a lot. Uh, my uncle had already like uh, gone really into being an artist. He was a fine artist, but he, he did a ton of really cool stuff. And he was always inspiring me and my sister. And my sister as well had just like an early technical uh, aptitude towards art and drawing um and she still does she's amazing she's and she you know she kind of shepherded me into like into to making it as a commercial artist or a a freelance artist and um but yeah so like even at a young age i was always drawing a ton i didn't really find my niche though i think the comic books was when i I was like when i started drawing that i was like this is this is what i want to draw like i would try i can look at some of my old sketchbooks and you know i kind of dabbled here and there and did some still art or would try to draw some really bad cartoony type things but once I like discovered comic books it it just like I started everything just started funneling towards drawing in that style or telling stories with with the the art I was drawing and, and, and thinking about stories about it it wasn't just like an image a static image anymore I was like I would have these elaborate stories to these characters that I drew just like like in the comic books, you know, like you don't always know them when you, you see the picture, but it's there. And I, I kind of always liked that. Um, like you were saying, there's like a mystique to, to it all. Um, and uh, I think that was always, that's a very, very alluring to me too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what, did you, how long did it take you to kind of move into making your own stuff comics wise? I think I, um, I think me and my friend, we, we kind of like, we jumped into it. There's really bad, really bad, uh, uh, examples of my early work is like, I swear I'm maybe like a 10 or 11 year old. Uh, but I think we tried way back then, um, with these really ridiculous looking characters. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I, I don't think, I, I, I don't think I, I, I maybe, got over, I got at a certain point, I got more into heavy metal and, and punk rock than I did drawing. Uh, or comics and so that took over my life for a little bit um and then it wasn't until uh, i think uh and i still was drawing a lot i was still doing a lot of artwork and uh, but i didn't know where it, where where my place was i kind of still felt like i was uh, i hadn't figured out my niche it felt like i had i was outgrown outgrown like the superhero comic type thing but i 
and I was trying to do more edgy things. I, I really loved doing artwork for like the bands I was in or uh, other kind of music type uh, uh, imagery. Yeah, so that was really where I was doing a lot of things. But you know, even then, I was like, well, I know that there's people who make money drawing and designing cover art for bands and such, but I, it didn't seem like there was like a clear career path to do that. Uh, um, and just, I always knew then, too. It's like, these are just artists that these bands like, and, and so they, 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 they employ them like that. It's not like there's a guy that's just like, I'm doing this. I think there were some, but I, I, don't, I don't think it's very prevalent. Uh, and then uh, in college, I happened to be in a band with a bunch of uh, other artists, too. And, and uh, we started talking about comics because one of the guys was really into comics. Um, and uh, there happened to be a comic book shop across the street from where I, I lived at the time. I was living in San Francisco. And uh, so we started to go there. In, like when we were just kind of in between band practice, like we would take a break and go run to the comic shop and just like, look at stuff and talk to the shop owner and the, the other customers that were there. We just like totally got back into it. And at that time it was like Sandman, I think was uh, the thing that kind of pulled me back in. I started reading Sandman and then like Preacher. And it was these comics that were just totally not like X-Men. They were, there was like, they were gritty. There was nudity in some of it. There was, you know, it, there was a lot of violence, um, really dark concepts. Um, and uh, and it, I I got this uh, I think bunch of back issues of this book called uh, Shade the Changing Man. And oh it's yeah, just this, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. just like unlike anything I'd ever read before. Yeah. It was like yeah. trippy. That book, that book is like... fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I thought I, but visually, you know, I thought it was amazing too. Yeah. Like I loved the art in it, and it, that it wasn't. It didn't look like anything. Again, it didn't look like anything I'd seen before, but yet it was immediately. Uh, uh, something that pulled me in and um, I loved how he, he could really just uh, had this real imagination for creating bizarre uh, visuals. And, and, um, and I, like, I still think I, he, that art is one of my favorite, some of my favorites to run of any kind of comic. Uh, it's most inspiring for sure. Uh, and, and from there, I, I, I kind of decided I, I wanted to draw comics again. And so I really kind of put in a more effort, uh, into it uh, and at that time I think if you want to draw comics though it was still like there was there wasn't a lot of independent stuff really happening um, and and it was still like oh you got to shop your portfolio around and I think I did that a little bit and got you know didn't get anywhere with it and, and, and at the time I, I got discouraged pretty quickly and, and uh, yeah stopped again <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it's funny how easy I don't know when I think about what got me discouraged back in those days, I guess for me, like early twenties or something like that. I just, yeah, man, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have much metal back then. I thought I did, but no. like, uh, compared to like, I don't know now what I feel like, uh, my level of getting discouraged has to, like, I have to, I, you have to really take me down if you're going to, but back then it was just like one rejection and you're like, fuck. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that was totally it. I was, I think back on it, I was like, man, I was like, I look at, I look at that 20 something year old day and I was like, man, he didn't take, like, he, he took like the smallest bit of uh, criticism and, and just let it just plow through everything I had worked yeah. on it up to that point. Um, and uh, so again, I kind of like, I kind of shelved it. I had done a bunch of mini comics at the time though. I had, that was, I really had done a good bulk of understanding how to draw comics then. Cause I was doing this, um, uh, 
this this mini comic uh, that the, the comic shop across the street was 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 bringing in and caring for me, and I had like a small like a tiny little like you know local following for the book, yeah. which was really cool, uh, and it was encouraging to to that I think that 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 group of people um, that that community of like other comic book artists that went to that shop uh, really kind of gave me my first real schooling in how to how to make comics. And there's some cool people in there. There was like a Larry Young, who's this great writer, uh, um, and then that did like AIT Planet Lair back in the day. He was like a small uh, independent publisher. He would come okay. in there all the time and give me a bunch of feedback. Eric Larson, I remember, came in once and just like, oh, wow. just gave me like all laid down everything I needed to know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like from, from conception to like finished page on exactly how he did it and why he did it that way and, and different ways that you could do it. And uh, he was so cool. Like I remember uh, just, I had read some of Savage Dragon and some of the Spider-Man that he had done, but I was not like, uh, I had not really, like he wasn't someone that I would just pick up the book if I saw he sure. illustrated it. But like sure. after that, I was definitely like, oh, this guy's, uh, guy knows a thing or two. Yeah. And I still do use uh, a ton of the tools he kind of introduced me to and techniques that he, he gave me back then. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah, he he still gives out tons of free advice on Twitter and stuff too. It's pretty. Um, it's very cool that he's so, I guess, willing to give um, that information out. What do you have? Like any uh, specifics as far as page construction and stuff? Uh, yeah, you know, like uh, some of the stuff, like you know, like you've seen that, like the way the size of the thumbnails, like the process of the thumbnail to the like the you know the inking to the uh, to the penciling to the inking to the uh, coloring, just that how that all worked. Um, and uh, but you know the, the tool that he he had me use is like the lead holder. I was like, no, that time I just use like mechanical pencils, but he used this like lead holder, like uses a thicker piece of lead that's held in this uh, kind of clutch thing. And uh, the way he he used it, so it's like a thick piece of lead that you can sharpen to a point, uh, and and you don't have to worry about any kind of wood or anything like that. Uh, and that's what most people do. But he would like he would shape his into like a, a wedge, like like literally like a like a flathead screwdriver. Like he'd shape the lead into like like that, and that's how he drew. He drew with it, and he like hold it. He'd hold the pencil like um not like a normal person who kind of holds the pencil but he'd hold it with like those pointer and thumb fingers like down closer to the lead and so like he's using his arm to draw and that's something i still I, i'll do that i don't shape my lead like he does it um but uh but that the way he would hold the pencil to draw and like um and just different the the using a thicker piece of lead uh all that stuff is stuff i, I still do no it's very cool nice so when uh, did oh, go ahead? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I can go to the next chapter of uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, go for it. Uh, comics. I think I, so. I, I, after that, I, I kind of gone back. It just fell back into the working world and did, did the the you know the working stiff kind of jobs. And I would occasionally. I was lucky enough to work in like a the BMX industry, so there's still a lot of like kind of creativity in there. And I was able to do a lot of uh, some illustrations and uh, graphic design for the bikes and. And so I kind of kept my creativity going through that, but for the most part, I was I was in sales. I was a sales representative, and I did mostly uh, that kind of stuff, and uh, went through that for a while. And um, I think at, when I was I loved bicycling and I love endurance sports. It was uh, it was a great place to be. But as I kind of got burnt out on some of that, it became just another uh, sales job, and I kind of 
got burnt out on it. And uh, um, my wife was actually the first one to notice. <laughs> She's like, I don't think you're, I don't think you're what you, who you used to be. Um, and, uh, you know, I kind of dug into it and I definitely was not feeling, uh, feeling great about where things was, where I was kind of in, in my life. And uh, I was going through those motions because that's just what I ex assumed I had to do. Uh, and, uh, but she was like, you know, we're in a place where now where maybe you can uh, explore uh, doing, doing comics again. And immediately, and she said that it's like I, I was like, yeah, it's like, that's exactly what I need. I, I mean, it, I, um, it's always been kind of there in the back of my head, but uh, I just assumed that it was part of my past. But when she suggested that, it just everything kind of made sense and how we could rearrange uh, things in our life and how how you know our, um, income and all that stuff and how we were going to make it work and. Uh, it, it worked out and like it just everything's kind of kept falling into place. Um, yeah, and, and, and this time around the world was totally different, you know, like the, the big independent, uh, the big publishers were, were still there, but there's so many different ways to make a comic now and so many different ways to get it out to people, um, too many almost, <laughs> then, <Right. laughs> uh, yep. but you know, it also opens up a lot of doors for independent people like, like you and I, and, yeah. uh, and that, that wasn't there, I think before. And so that's kind of where I started to, that's where I started to get some roots and, and it's kind of been where I've been, <laughs> where I've been for a while now and, and doing uh, just art for independent comic books. And it seems like there's a, a market for it. It's, it's small, but it's there, you know, and, and I, I also see a trend in it moving in a good direction. So it's been a fun place to be. And surprisingly the place that I've, I've settled in it for, at least for now that I, I wasn't expecting to really be the strongest point uh, place where, area of, of my illustration career but yeah that makes sense when did when in there did you and chris hook up for space auditorium uh so pretty early like when i, I mean i knew i didn't I, it would be great if i could be like frank miller and just write the stories and illustrate them but i, I just don't think uh, my storytelling my storytelling abilities is not strong it's not strong i can obviously tell a story and i understand the elements that goes into it but the the, I think the, the ideas that I come up with, uh, they feel, uh, they feel, um, I think I still think about them as from an artist's point of view of like how, what I would want to draw rather than what would make a good story. And I, I, I think that that's, uh, that, that I, I don't know. I think that that's a bad thing. Only that, um, I think they both have to just be like hitting really strong story and art in order for something to be successful and for me to just like i've, I've read comics where it was, it was the art was the idea and the story came kind of second and it's always fun to look at but it's never the books that i remember uh and, and so i those are the book the books that i remember are the books i strive to make and as i, I, I assume that most people do but i don't know <laughs> that, that's my yeah. sometimes uh, i wonder yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, so that being said I, I i know my strength is in uh taking an idea story and some concepts and making them as cool as they can be and and adding my the things that i think i'm good at to it which is uh um telling a story visually. Uh, and, and that's always been probably the part that I find the most fun too. So it's, it's been a good fit the way that things have been. And the way we've been working has been great. I like, I, I really like the way that works too. Cause yeah, you come up with these really 
weird and, and I, odd ideas that I would never have come up with and sometimes are, are challenged for me to draw, but I'll go back and I'll look at what we've created and I'll be like, wow, that's something I wouldn't have come up with. No way I would have come up with this on my own, you know? Uh, and, and it's so much cooler than anything I would have just done. Uh, yeah, no, it's, I mean, I, I don't, I can't even, I've, I've talked about this stuff so much, so I apologize if, I don't know if you and I have talked about this or if I've just told other people, about it, but like <laughs> the, you know, that like the basics, I, basic ideas I had for, I would say like for our story, which is sort of what the whole Thoughtscape concept spun out of, um, as like, you know, the container Thoughtscape project of all the short stories and everything kind of came out of this Thoughtscape 2319 story idea. Um, and, and that coalescing into something that like I could finally do was totally after we, um, after we got together after Rose city 2019, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and like, it was, it was somehow like, you know, like looking at your stuff um, and, taking those ideas that I had. And even that was like, it was like, it, it didn't come together for me just as an idea until I had like some sort of, I don't know, guiding vision of, like the, of yours to sort of like have it coalesce around. So, um, Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, wow. Super. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'd, I'd been working on the overall, like the yeah, I don't know, thoughts floating in the ether idea for I don't know, five years. Like I, I just didn't have like a frame for it. And then suddenly like it all came together and I just started cranking stuff out like the weekend after that, the weekend following the weekend of that con, I think. And like, um, yeah, it's, uh, uh, so yeah, like the synergy of it is so, I don't know, so critical. Like I feel like you, yeah, it's really easy to find books that fall on one side or the other of it. Um, you know, to like, too much story, not enough art. I read a few of those this week and then, uh, you know, and then just pure art. Um, and, uh, I mean, I guess in that case, I would always go, if, if I have to pick one or the other, I'd rather look at pretty pictures than get bogged down in some story that isn't, uh, there's, just too there's much. benefits to both. There's benefits yeah. to both. I think the story, the good story will stick with me. And I think of the stories and I, I think that that's something that I enjoy is like on a story kind of sticks with you and you can kind of remember the lessons and the morals or the, the, the situations and scenarios in it. Uh, and it's, it's fun for some reason to remember it. It's applicable or something, you know, I like that. Um, but you're right. Like the art, you can always just kind of go back and look at there's some old, like there's like a run of star Wars, uh, by this artist, Cam Kennedy. And I just love the art so much. And Dude, it, he's it, amazing. It, it, brilliant. Right. I know yeah. it's just, the, uh, I can look at it for days and, um, but the writer, and I'm not going to say his name, but, but he's so wordy. It's just like he's describing each panel as you as you see it. Like, and yeah. it's just like, I don't, I, I, I lose my mind when I read it. I'm like, this is, I can't handle this. Like this, did he realize that this was going to be illustrated? Because like, it's so wordy. Right. Uh, <laughs> Did he, did he know this was a comic yeah because <laughs> like written like prose with like you know with these amazing illustrations that need no words you know uh yeah. and uh, but yeah that that's um I'll, I'll go back and look at that frequently but I, I i think i tried to read it once and i couldn't i couldn't do it yeah 
Yeah, I, I believe I have the book you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I like I first came. Well, so I remember I picked up Cam Kennedy books like back in the day when I guess like, you know, we were kind of spoiled, I feel like a little bit in the 80s and early 90s. And maybe this is a this is coming from my specific position. So maybe I would everybody would think this, but the uh, <laughs> like the art was really good back then. Like if you just look yeah. at who was drawing everything, like it's kind of, it's kind of nuts. But anyway, so I, I know I have plenty of books of his in, uh, in like the long boxes I filled up when I was like 13, but I was reading, uh, but I didn't really, you know, know who he was. And then I was reading Rogue Trooper in 2000 AD, like a few years ago. And Dave Gibbons starts it off. And then, uh, like, and then I turned the next page to the next chapter and I was like, Oh, it's not Dave Gibbons anymore. That's a bummer. But then I like started flipping through and I'm like, wait, this is just as good. And then <laughs> it was, crazy. um, so yeah, he's, uh, he's off the hook. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a mini he did for Marvel called the light and darkness war, um, that came out in the eighties. And I keep meaning to pull that one out and see if maybe it's, uh, a little bit more of that. Um, oh, the Star Wars style where the color, like the, with the gorgeous colors and stuff. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. The colors is just um, uh, like I, I, I was really inspired by his colors and his yeah. mi- the kind of minimalism too that he does with it, even though it looks like really technical at the same time. He's like yeah. he doesn't use a ton of color, which I think is well. He uses a really bright, vibrant color, but it doesn't. He's not like using all these different colors at once. It's yeah. pretty it's like kind of locked down a little bit yeah yeah Yeah. and that's what kind of like i I love most about his coloring um who do you you... influences um art wise uh art wise my influences uh you want like artists uh yeah i guess or anything school yeah yeah Uh, definitely definitely uh well cam kennedy it it definitely is one um chris i think we talked about most of these actually already yeah (laughs) yeah. or bachelor i'm not totally sure how to pronounce his name but his work on like shade the changing man and like uh, actually most of his work he's done i've followed his career since then and i've really loved everything he's done and he's one of those artists that's just changed pretty dramatically uh in, in in certain stages of his career and I've, I've really just loved his watching his progression so like uh he's always been a big one for me um and then uh jamie hewlett gorillas i think during that like there was a time when like he he'd taken like kind of comics and music which were like two parts of my life as well and then he just like fused them in a way that i i thought was brilliant um uh and then, and then earlier would be like, yeah, Jim Lee, uh, can't, I could not, uh, not include him. So pretty like, I don't know, pretty big names. I think, uh, I definitely, uh, like from there, I, my inspiration comes a lot from like things that I guess I wouldn't be able to peg down like that. Like I always love looking at graffiti. Um, that's always been something that, uh, I, I get, I get a lot of inspiration from and try to, uh, capture some of like the way they have like, like style is so kind of prevalent throughout it and I, I like kind of like jamie hewlett his style is so um it has a little bit of that kind of refined feel to it which I, i've always liked 
uh, the kind of graffiti artists that can that really have just refined this style. It's not like a sloppy kind of uh, carefree style. It's like definitely honed and practiced. And I like I like that. Uh, and so. Yeah, those, those kind of things. A lot of music, album art, I've always looked in and, and really kind of studied that and, and um, like the graphic design things that I see that I like. I think graphic design is one of those um, uh, hidden crafts that's like, uh, there's a lot of graphic design out in the world that's just there for us to know where to go or what's what product we're buying but i i can often see the eye that was behind some of these things and i think they're they're just as as cool to look at and as many uh other fine pieces of art or comics and stuff like that and and i think it's one of the harder things to do um i lots of times i've seen artists where they, they have this good graphic design eye and it really just makes their artwork that much cooler and pop more, have that much more personality. So I try to like think about that and a lot of the graphic design that I do too. Yeah, totally. I I mean I feel like that comes through in all your pages as well. Like not just uh, not just the more not just covers or whatever. Like it feels like this graphic design sensibility is super strong um, and distinctive. I guess in all your stuff. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is one of those areas that can really. Um, differentiate uh, someone's work, especially in my comic books. Yeah. Um, and their, their kind of eye for that. And I think I see it in some of the, some of the, the better artists you can, that are thinking about that. You can see how they do it and, and see their style in it. And I think that's cool. I think that's sometimes overlooked. Yeah. No, for sure. I've, yeah, there's uh it's always, I don't know, it's a, uh, you can kind of tell when something's at that next level. I feel like if that attention to that detail or those details is paid, it feels like. Um, so what do you, so with, with where you're at now, do you see any places you want to push your art in the future? Um, like stuff you want to try either uh, story wise or just stylistically? Yeah, it t there's tons. I, I really, I really like, uh, I really like the challenges that doing comics kind of brings to you, and, and trying, trying to do things differently. Not only like settings um, or like time periods and costumes. I, I think all that stuff is super fun, and I love researching it and thinking about it. Um, but also like the kinds of stories. I think I've been, I've been kind of trying to, uh, you know, <laughs> I've been kind of thinking I wanted to do like a romance now for a while. I don't know oh, yeah. exactly why, but I, well, I know why. I think, you know, like I always would say like uh, comic artists are like uh, actors who are afraid to get in front of a camera or not a mm -hmm. stage. Cause you do like, you do a, a like and a, I like and appreciate acting and conveying uh, through facial and body language yeah. and, and um that's a that's a big part of comics and i, I guess the the trying to convey uh love i think sounds very hard <laughs> it sounds, sounds really hard trying to convey you know how we, we try to seduce each other or you know just not even like it be getting down to like sex but like just the the flirtatious looks and the the, the, the all the other things and i don't even know how that would play out what kind of story that would be because yeah. i don't think i would want it to be just like you know com i mean it might be a, a, a comedy romance but i i, I don't know <laughs> i'm not exactly sure but that emotion is something that i i'm kind of uh 
wondering if I could I could create something like that, right? You know, you could, yeah. like there's not really too many romance comics either that I can think of. All. Like it's not a popular genre, um, but it seems like a very like a really challenging one. I I would think. Yeah. No, it's for sure. I did, have you seen uh, Love Everlasting by Tom King and Elsa Chartier? I have not. Okay. They're, they they started it on Substack and now it's an image book. I think like the fourth issue's out on the of the floppies. But um, it's like a um, twisted take on romance stories. So like <laughs> they, they sort of follow the format of like the old romance comics. So it's each issue has like three or four little chapters where things just are totally, you know, like one is a Western romance and the next is like a, you know, big city in the 1950s type of thing. But it's, oh, nice. um, but it's basically got this sort of character who's maybe having some sort of breakdown or something. And you're following her through these different uh, romance passages. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. And that, the arts, her art's fantastic. Um, but yeah, it's like, you don't, I don't know. We've de- comics have definitely gotten locked into a certain uh, a certain set of uh, prescribed things that romance got sort of aced out of. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah I, so I don't know how much how many comic fans want to read a romance. I guess is probably the problem. Is like romance people who appreciate a good romance aren't aren't looking for for that in comics. Right, I guess. right. <laughs> maybe, maybe more like manga. Maybe there's a manga audience more for it or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah interesting maybe we need like a thoughtscape romance cover at least or something like yeah i don't know you know there was there was bits so there was uh you know the last book i did um wolf punks by uh gary bangfield uh you know that that book was not he didn't he didn't it's not meant to be a romance um and like there's a there's a couple in it and i think that that you know there just by that fact the romance kind of exists in it but um you know there was panels where it kind of lent itself to to kind of throw in more of that element to it and i really liked the contrast of this like horror cyberpunk with this like this couple that still has this kind of passion with each other and um uh and garrett was cool with that there's certain parts where you know like they wouldn't be like this, <laughs> this emotional embrace or this kiss or something like that. And, uh, but, you know, like I said, like the contrast of this kind of tender relationship amidst this, this kind of black, white, and red, dark kind of dystopian future, I, I thought was a really cool contrast. And I, I, I guess I enjoyed that probably more than I thought I would. So made me start to think that it would be a fun try to kind of uh, emotion to try to convey in comics. Cause I, and then I do like just like the different kinds of challenges that you have to do um, when you're making a comic book. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. It's, it's generally hard to convey some of that stuff, especially like in a way that's sort of realistic. So it's not um, cheesy or not hokey or not yeah, kind of pervy. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like even writing wise, like I'm like, yeah, that's, that's tough stuff. Like it yeah. is tough, right? Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. And, and it's hard for me. I, th- I, I think in like movies and like TV, it's easier to disassociate the creators from the story. Um, I think with comic books, you, you, it's harder to like you you are aware that there's one or two people maybe there's like you know four or five but not that many people that collectively made this story so it it, it makes you you know i don't know yeah. like i said then you're like okay <laughs> like what where do i draw from what <laughs> right, like, right. some people aren't thinking of <laughs> weird pervy kind of you know What's, yeah 
what's this dude's hang up? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like, I feel like you have, I mean, like you look at Kickstarters that a lot of Kickstarters that really take off where uh, like romance or sex is a part of it. And, and it's very, I guess, uh, not subtly depicted pretty, yeah. you know, like um, it's, it seems like it's either like a, some sort of not safe for work thing or it's not there. Um, so yeah, right. it's interesting. Right. Right. Like you, it's different. Like uh, it's like a, the eighties movies back in the day where like there would be comedy, adventure, sex, all that. Right. <laughs> everything's like right. in these movies is like comic books. It doesn't have that. There's just like um, one or the other, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What do you do when you're not making comics? You mentioned the endurance sports and I know we share running as a hobby of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. I love running. Uh, running is a big part of my life. I, um, I run, I run almost every day. Uh, and I have like these great trails behind me that I run in all the time and, uh, um, very the total source of like inspiration and time to like think about and, and ruminate over comics. It's like perfect place to go do that. Um, so I usually will take a break at least once a day and, 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 and go running out there and, and just kind of, uh, be by myself. I never take like my phone or anything. It's just uh, Dave time, you know? Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and recently I started like coaching the, the local middle school, um, my son's going there. So they oh, needed, cool. they needed parent volunteers for like the cr track and field and cross country teams. And it, it was just like a good fit. I, and I got in and, you know, like, uh, it's just, um, they totally need, they, they don't have a ton of people. So I, you know, you get to work pretty close with the kids and really instruct them. And I, I, I love teaching, um, and teaching stuff that I'm passionate about is like, yeah, the best so yeah like going around and running in the hills and, and and trails with a bunch of like a bunch of kids is like probably the best way <laughs> the best thing in the world it's so fun um and so yeah it's, it's a big part so you know obviously to to keep up with these guys i gotta stay in shape so i have to run even more now but it's uh uh it's great it feels awesome and it's so it's so rewarding um and then so there's that and then so yeah i probably spent my day between drawing running uh and and baking is probably the other thing i like oh, to nice. do a lot i bake a lot of bread and pizza pizza and bread is basically the two nice. things i love to, to make so yeah. i feel like that's all i need in life oh and my family yeah. of course <laughs> <laughs> yes well you're baking for them right that's... yeah all of this is for them you know yeah. it's all part yeah so yeah uh excellent what so yeah. do you do your pizzas you do those in the oven do you grill them at all or what's your i've, d I've tried all sorts i, I i'm definitely like i i I approach my pizza baking like I approach comics and I try a lot of different things and I, I welcome a challenge. But the one that I've settled on that I think is the best is I, I do a, I do a sourdough. Uh, I've been doing like working mostly with sourdough starter. It's like the, it's like a, a pretty nice tasty kind of way to make bread. And so you can make all sorts of stuff with it. And yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it in an oven with a, um, and this was a game changer for me. Uh, when I broke my pizza stone, are you are you familiar with this stuff or yeah yeah no yeah, I, so yeah. I, think you're, I think i recall you, you you do some so i had a pizza stone and i broke it because it just like a, it just got old and broke eventually yeah. and so i was in the market for a new one and everything i saw was like you need a pizza iron like stone is like interesting that's okay. old stuff pizza iron's right. where it's at and it really <laughs> is i mean because it's like it's basically this big slab of cast iron that just like absorbs all the heat and then so you put the pizza on it and it just it makes just 
the the crispiest bread uh, pizza dough you can uh, you can think of. Yeah, so it's good. And then I just leave it in there. It's and and I use it for like it's good for all the kinds of bread baking I do. But I just I have like a regular electric oven. I don't have anything fancy, but I can I can produce some pretty good stuff. Yeah, that's interesting. I'll have to I'll have to check out the pizza iron business. I I usually do them on the grill, but of course in Portland, like that means I get rained on. Um, oh. So in the winter when I'm, uh, when we want them, uh, it can be a little, a little damp. I, I've made pizza on a grill. Do you do it straight on the grill or do you have something? No, I do it. Yeah. I do it straight on the grill. Like, a, um, okay. I don't, it's been a long time since I had like dough that one of us made in the house. I usually just grab it from the store. Um, but, that's right. You guys uh, are in Portland. They have fancy, nice things just yes. on every street. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. So you can go get your $5 dough or whatever business it is. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just do that and then like, just plop it. Like it's like, so it's like a thin crust kind of thing. Um, just goes right on the grill and you like, you know, just coat it with olive oil, flop it and salt, flop it down and get one side good, flip it over, get the other side a little bit, you know, so basically you're working with something solid versus doughy. Um, and then just get your toppings and stuff on there. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's like, I don't know, it's fun to mix up toppings and, um, sauce. I've been doing a lot of like pesto sauce, uh, lately, mm, um, yeah, versus tomato sauce, and uh, I did yeah. a tapenade just the other Ooh, night. Nice. That was good. I highly yeah. recommend it. Yeah, okay. Maybe we gotta uh, trade some recipes or some <laughs> um, tapenade with red pepper, red bell peppers. It mm, was, uh, yeah, it was good. Nice. Yeah, that's uh, that's making me hungry for lunch. <laughs> uh, Sweet. Um, well, great. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to chat. I did like where uh, is a good place, the best place to have folks follow you if they want to keep up with your work. Oh, yeah. Well, currently Instagram and, you know, I have a website, the art of uh, and it's DaveLawArt.com. Uh, and my Instagram is it's Dave Law, I-T-S Dave Law. Yes. I'll post links to in the oh, cool. um, Thoughtscape and with, I don't know however i end up publishing these so show notes i guess if that's applicable um great well uh yeah thanks so much for coming on and i hope um folks will check out the campaign oh you're doing commissions too um i guess i wanted yeah. to talk i talk about that as well maybe for a second if we oh yeah to. sure um, yeah so um yeah i don't know like we've got we've got yours sort of set up to be um, folks can either pick a character or give you something to riff on. Is there, uh, if folks were going to pick something for you to riff on, is there anything in particular you might be interested in? Oh, hmm. That's a good question. Drawing these days. Yeah. I, I like people. People are definitely my favorite thing. So I think if, uh, if, you know, as a person or type of person or something, I, like that's that's always my favorite um, to try to, to to try to capture. So yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm down for anything. I, I like the I like the challenge. I think one of them last time I did it was like a the tree. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a oh, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, I, I can't remember the name of it. it's like some uh, Nordic like folklore tree of life yes, yes. but he wanted it in like a cyberpunk aesthetic 
which was that was a challenge for sure but i loved how that one came out yeah um nice someone had their father as a futuristic mechanic that was cool i loved the um i loved the what was the band the um oh yeah the I want to say the OCs, but that's yeah, it was the OCs. Yeah, the OCs. Okay. I'd yeah. never heard of them, and and then he was like, "I want the front man of the OCs," and that band was like on constant rotation, uh, not just while I was drawing it. Like a to- that band is, is is totally in my like one of my bands I listen to a ton now because oh, of that. Nice. so it was cool. It's I cool. love like yeah. getting introduced to new stuff like that. So yeah, totally. All right, great. Well, yeah. Uh, so check out those rewards, uh, commission rewards from Dave. That's available in the add-on section of the site um, or the the page. And uh, after you do your initial pledge, you can select one of those add-on rewards, and there are ten slots for that. So um, yeah, get in early. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, Matt. Always a pleasure. Every thought that has ever every thought that has ever been thought every thought that has ever been every thought that has ever been thought